0: thank you preaching is not easy so that's gonna be a prayer i mean i was telling my daughter this morning there's a difference between easy and simple and so a lot of things in the world they're simple they're easy they're easy to understand but not easy to do that's why everyone has a gym membership but the gym is empty right <laughs> It's because like man i just gotta go i already paid up uh, maybe tomorrow then <laughs> it's easy all you got to do is go there and put the weight up and put it down, and put it up and put it down. And you get real tired, your muscles get big. That's easy, right? Easy to understand. It's simple, but it's not easy. So, amen. Thank you for the prayer, brother. Amen. John chapter 14 and verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid so this man went to a garage sale and he spotted some nice blue jeans not rustler not lee but levi's 501 blues right so he's looking through the sizes and he sees size 30 okay and that's too small so he goes he sees a size 31 keeps looking a size 32 and he's looking for a size a little bit bigger than that right so he's looking for size 33 So he looks all over, can't find it, goes and asks the homeowner. He said, hey. The homeowner said, yes, sir. He said, I'm looking for a size 33. And I'm wondering if you're selling a pair of those. Owner said, I'm I'm still wearing 33s. Hmm. And the man said, oh. I said, come back next year. (laughs) (laughs) You know, someone said garage sales are garbage sales. But the B is silent. You know that I'm thankful. If you've ever been to a garage sale, my wife and I were one. They, they even miss letters. Remember, when there was a garge, garge sale and a gart. Yes. It was a gart and garge? You know. But anyway, you know what it is. However they spell it, and you go there and get some good deals, right? Have you ever bought a thousand piece puzzle at a garage sale? <laughs> Lies. <laughs> it might have been a quarter, but it's not a thousand piece puzzle. <laughs> It was a thousand piece puzzle, but you don't know that, right? Until you're getting done. You're like, okay, okay. Hey, this is like a 997 piece puzzle, right? There's some missing pieces, right? right. And you know what? That's what I'd like to preach today, but I want not not P-I-E-C-E, but P-E-A-C-S, like the peace of God. I want to preach on three missing pieces in our lives. And I believe that, you know, sometimes life is like a garage sale. It seems like it's a good deal, but when you get everything that's in the box put into your life, there's still something missing. It's like there's some missing things. And that's because, you see, we were created in the image of God. And until that God is put into the right place, we will constantly be searching. We will constantly be looking. We will constantly be trying to find the missing piece. And I, I remember hearing, and I know like to preach just current events, but there was a drummer for a rock band and I don't know much about the rock band, but they found the gentleman dead and, uh, in South America. And this is probably a millionaire. You know, he had a, uh, he was a handsome man, had an attractive wife say preacher but why'd he die and i don't know the, the 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 whole story but they did a toxicology test and there's all kinds of drugs in his system and i'm not finding fault because you see you know the man if he didn't know jesus he was trying to find the peace the opioids what's an opioid it's trying to lessen your anxiety so you can sleep there was a, a, a thc from marijuana trying to make you chill out brethren drugs can only mask those things. But the peace of God will do your life differently. When you get yeah. Jesus into your life, notice what he said. My peace I leave with you. So we really find that, first of all, let's look at, let's look at what he said. What's peace anyway, right? So there's, there's two words for peace in the Bible, basically. There's the Greek in the New Testament. And please, I, I'm going to say this incorrectly, but Irene. That's where you get the word irene if you know someone named irene that's from peace from the greek irene and it means peace or by implication prosperity one peace quietness rest kind of that external like you're sitting by the you know sitting by the beach and you got your cold latte and you got no work tomorrow and it's like that external like and that's good and that's what the word is when Jesus spoke. But you see, Jesus wasn't a Greek speaker. So a preacher, but he spoke Aramaic. Okay, well, that was the, there was like this, the word Aramaic. So since the Jews were in captivity, they came out, and they had this hybridized kind of language. Okay, so it wasn't, have you ever heard someone speak like pigeon from like Jamaica or something? It's English, but it's not, you know, like the queen's English. So it was kind of like a, a not, it's like a kind of quasi-Hebrew and uh, But Jesus also spoke Hebrew. How do you know? How did he read the scriptures when he read Isaiah in the temple? When he spoke to Paul, it said he spoke in the Hebrew tongue. The res- I believe Jesus' parents taught him Hebrew. So whatever he spoke, I know that Jesus knew how to speak Hebrew. He was a child of the law. So the Hebrew word for peace is something you've all heard. Shalom. And it's not the same as the Greek so shalom, and it's how people greet each other. They say shalom, and the Muslims say salaam, right? It means peace. But it's a different meaning of peace. The word shalom means safe. Now there's a difference there, isn't it? It doesn't mean that anything's going right, but it means I'm, I'm safe. Well, happy, friendly, welfare. So you're asking someone, how, how, how are things going? Man, I'm good, right, because I'm safe. Say so everything's going crazy, but I'm good. Why? I'm hell, I'm happy, I- my welfare is good, and I'm safe. You know that God has brought us safe thus far. And that's the real shalom that I want to preach to your life because I'd sure like to tell you that everything was going to be easy. I'd sure like to tell you it wouldn't rain tomorrow. But unfortunately, Jesus said in this world You're going to have tribulation. So that the Bible says when Jesus was in a ship in John chapter 6, it was dark and uh, they had rowed about uh, 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 5 and 20 or 30 furlongs. That's an eighth of a mile. So they were halfway across the Sea of Galilee and this storm kicked up. And they were in the middle of nowhere, right? And the Bible said they saw Jesus walking on the water. And he came near the ship. And they were afraid. But notice what Jesus said. He saith unto them, It is I. Be not afraid. You know what the peace of God is? The peace of God is not that there's no storms. It's not that there's no circumstances. The peace of God and the missing pieces, what Jesus said, Hey, it's dark you're in the water, but here I am. You don't have to be afraid. You know, have you ever seen a superhero movie when Superman busts in, when Batman busts in? Everybody cheers. The bad guys are there, but the superhero's there. I'm thankful that when God busts in, we can listen to Jesus say, I don't have to be afraid. I can have that missing piece of God. Amen. Amen. So the first thing I'd like to, to tell you about is three missing pieces. So the first one is the God of peace. That's a missing piece in people's life. He's the God of peace. You know, in Isaiah, prophesying about Jesus Christ, you know what one of his names was going to be? The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Shalom. It means I came. Uh, Another one is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Remember when they were getting ready to go to Jericho, Joshua saw this person with the sword drawn. And you know what he said? You see someone who's bad, right? And you're like, hey... Are you on our side or on someone else's? Are you for us or against us? And he said, Nay, but I'm come as the captain of the Lord of hosts. He said, I'm in charge of God's army. Who was it? Jesus! He said, I'm Emmanuel, I'm God with us. Brethren, the fight's on, but God said, I'm the God of peace. And I think know that God is a God who comes to give us peace in our lives. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 33, it said, now the God of peace be with you all. You know, the first thing we need is we need the God of peace in our lives. How do I get the God of peace in my life? I have to say, God, you have to fit where I've tried to cram everything else and it doesn't fit. You ever have those, those children's, what is it, like this ball with all the triangle and the square cut out and the star cut out and you can open this ball, it looks like a globe, right? And you can pour all the pieces out and then you can try, it's for little kids, right? And you see them, <laughs> how they're trying to put a triangle in the square, it doesn't fit. And the kid's like, bonk, bonk, bonk. And you gently guide their hand and try to get them but you know that people do that they try to slam something in that's not gonna be fitting and you're like man it just doesn't fit why because it's only a god shaped hole and but you see it's a god of peace you've read about the works of the flesh the works of the flesh a lot of sin fornication adultery uh all of these other things drunkenness they're all people are just trying to find some peace if i can get that man or I can get that woman. You know what, God, how I see, those are counterfeits of the devil. Let me tell you, if the devil has a counterfeit, God has the real thing. Yes. Amen. Amen. God has the real thing. Say, there's something better than being drunk? The Bible says, yes, God's got the real thing. Be not drunk with wine. We're in his excess. But God said, I got something to be filled with the spirit. But that's not better than drunk. In fact, when people got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the people that were watching actually accused them of being drunk, not because they were falling over people's lives, but because they were speaking in other tongues and they were probably shouting and jumping up and down. You're like, these people are full of new wine. And Peter said, they're not drunken as you suppose, but this is what was spoken of the prophet Joel, that I'm going to pour out my spirit and your sons and daughters will prophesy. God has a, God has a peace for our lives. He's a God of peace. You know what? His commandments are not grievous when you're living for God. I didn't know if I was going to share this. But you see, I went to the doctor some years ago. I had a problem using the restroom. And uh, it hurt. And say, preacher, what do you do? Go do to the doctor. I don't know if he gave me some antibiotics. So we're going to run some tests. I said, okay. And then he said, well, nothing came back. So we're going to run a test um, for syphilis. And I said, um, Okay. And I said, let me ask you a question, doc. I said, preacher? That's what the doctor told me, right? And he said, uh, I said, doc, can I ask a question? How can you get that? Can you get that just from like using a restroom or something? He's like, oh, no, it only comes through that physical, you know, STD. And I said, well, let me tell you something, doctor. Tess hadn't come back. I said, I'm monogamous. I I have not had any other relationships. I said, it is not. Syphilis. Well, the test came back. Oh, it's not syphilis. Well, I could have told you that. But you know why? Because I have the God of peace. And the God of peace will change. So preacher, but uh, don't you need to sow your wild oats? You know, you can go sow wild oats for six days of the week, come to church and pray for a crop failure. But you know what? The better thing is to get the God of peace. And say, no, that's not what's going to happen. There's a God of peace that controls my life. And that sin is not going to have dominion over me. Amen. Amen. Shalom. The peace of God. Jesus said with his disciples, he said, I'm leaving you peace. I'm the God of peace. The Bible says "And the very God of peace, sanctify you holy, And I pray your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what about drinking? So I was out there working on a job and some guy knew my boss man, right? In the South, you call him a boss man. I don't know why, but that's the South, okay? And he called my boss man and he said, hey, your guy's out here drinking. And I wasn't. But, you know, people like to have fun with you. And so my boss said, describe the guy. And he described me. And my boss said, oh, Adam? That's my first name. he goes, no, not Adam. Now, I wasn't. But he knew my testimony. You see, when you live for God, other people will see, wait a second, that's not Adam. Why? Because I began to live for God and the God of peace. You know what the God of peace said? When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. You don't have to fight your battles. The Bible said uh, you hold your peace. And he said, vengeance is mine. I'm going to take care of it. All we've got to do is have first, the first missing piece is the God of peace. Now the Bible says, now the God of peace in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 20, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, God wants to give us peace. And it comes through the blood of the the cross that Jesus died upon. It says in Colossians chapter one and verse 20, and having made peace, through the blood of his cross. That's how God makes peace. You say, well, preacher, but I need a, a, a prescription. I'm going to write you a prescription. C-R-O-S-S, the cross. That's the prescription for peace. Uh, like, I, I had this wonderful doctor, and you know, I'd go to him, and I'd want some meds, right? You know, you go to the doctor. I want something to make me feel better. You know how you have the flu, you have something, and you know what he usually give me? Nothing. Because he was a doctor, not a prescriber, right? He would say, look. Hey, I can give you something, but you just got to let this virus pass. You know that I'm thankful that God doesn't necessarily give us a prescription of physical medication. You're like, God, get me out of this battle. And God's like, I'm trying to get you through the battle so that you're going to be stronger. And, you know, sometimes we avoid the obstacle, but God wants you to take a stand and be a Christian and gain a blessing. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Amen. You're God a peace. You know it feels good to stand for God. It just makes you. And they might not like it, but you know what? Why don't we put the devil on the defense once in a while? So, preacher, I'm making fun of me because I'm a Christian. Well, you know what? Say something back. Invite him to church. Turn the tables. Yes. You ever go uh, to a, a car lot and you're trying to look at a car? Not now, not now. <laughs> you can avoid buying a car. Now. And the salesmen, they're like, nee nee They're like, ah! And they come in. How you doing? You know what? How do I make him go away? Invite him to church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I got him on the office, you know. But you know what? In, in God, you're never on the defense. When you've got, you've got the God of peace, brethren, you're on the offense. And I'm thankful. You know, you should love people too. And you don't make up. If you want to buy a car, you can't really invite him to church till later. You've got to seal the deal, right? <laughs> but the God of peace is a missing piece. And you know, when he comes into your life, he'll give you peace. He'll give your house peace. He'll give your family peace. He'll give you peace and contentment with the things that you have. Mm -hmm. He'll give you peace with your car. You want a new car, wash yours. Mm -hmm. Clean the french fries out from the seats, the Taco Bell napkins, use those. You can wipe down the inside. (laughs) Take the ketchup packets out, right? That old piece of chicken from, you know, that your kid stuck under the seat. And, you know, take all that other junk, the dog's playing ball that makes it smells like a foot in there. And you know what? Vacuum it out. Wash it up. And, man, you got a new car. Yeah. It'll cost you like $5. Amen. Be thankful. Say, preacher. but I only got a quarter tank of gas. Thank God for a quarter tank of gas. And I've known God to extend a yeah. gas tank. God makes a difference, and he'll give us peace. Amen. There's the God of peace, and the second missing piece is the peace of God. Notice he said, My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. You know what Jesus was doing? He was reading his will. Have you ever been to a reading of a will before? When they're going to tell you what you get. And uh, it's like this one older man, he was a very wealthy man. And uh, he was talking to someone, and. uh, someone was shouting you know trying to get this man to listen because they you know thought he had a hearing problem right he had a hearing aid and uh, he said the older man said why are you shouting and the man said well you can't really hear you got a hearing aid he said oh i hear fine he said well why are you wear a hearing aid i said i don't need anyone else to know that he said i've changed my will four times <laughs> you know that when jesus was reading his will What was he giving? He wasn't giving any money. Who took it? Judas. He wasn't giving any clothes. Who took that? The soldiers. They gambled at the foot of the cross for Jesus' clothes. He wasn't giving any uh, prestige. He was going to be crucified as a criminal. Well, what was he giving? peace you see jesus said i'm gonna give my will you know what the peace of god how do you get god's peace you know what christian if you need god's peace it says be careful for nothing you know that word be careful or anxious it comes from the greek word to be pulled in all directions you ever feel like that it's like i mean pulled this way and pulled this way and sometimes i then i open my mailbox don't go to your mail Because there'll be another bill to pull you another way, okay? You've been excited. You're like, I got money, this check, I got it. And then you go open the man, you're like, I don't have money, this check, I don't have money, this check. (laughs) Don't let yourself be pulled in all directions, but in everything by what? Prayer. Prayer. So you need to pray a lot today. Yes, a Jew. Pray with thanksgiving. And I asked this to my daughter when are you thankful? Before or after you get something? And it's, of course, when? When do you say thanks? After you receive. And when you pray with thanksgiving, you're praying in faith, saying, God, the situation's not over, everything's crazy, but I'm saying thank you, just like the situation's over. I'm saying thank you, just like the bill is paid. I'm saying thank you, just like the healing has come to my life. And then it says, when you do that, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding... It will keep, which means to guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, when there was a storm, Jesus was on the ship with the disciples and it was covered with waves. You know what Jesus was doing? The gall. He was sleeping. And the disciples saw everything out there. They had no irene. They had no external peace. And so they, arise, we're going to die. And Jesus arose and he rebuked the winds and the waves and it said there was a great calm. You know, sometimes God will do that. He'll just make the storm go away. But you know what he'll do other times? He'll make the storm go away on the inside of your heart. You see, because the peace of God that passes all understanding allowed Jesus to sleep on the storm when everything was going crazy. And you know that God will allow it. You know, it's wonderful a wonderful thing to say, preacher, but I don't want to go through anything. Neither do I. But I need the peace of God because I'm going to go through some things. And I need to be able to say, "Say, Preacher, what do, you do when I, what do I do when I get discouraged? I go to sleep. Say, Preacher, why don't you just stay up and eat the bread of sorrows? Because I tried that. What does it do? It's sorrowful to eat the bread of sorrows and think about all the bad things that are happening I don't even have any fried chicken in my house. <laughs> it's good food when you have sorrows. fried chicken from Publix. <laughs> Double breaded. Louis sought out that in, in Atlanta. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but you don't have money for that. You're eating the bread of sorrows. You're eating some old bread that's half good, half stale, cutting off the green part, and just eating <laughs> your bread of sorrows, right? Woe is me. But the Bible said, for he giveth his beloved sleep. <laughs> You know, when I have the peace of God, and sometimes it just seems like nothing's going right, it's like, well, I can't figure it out. I might as well take a nap. You know, that sometimes we just need to allow ourselves to just fall into the arms of God and say, God, I can't figure that out, but I'm going to take the peace of God. I don't need my blood pressure up. I need the blood of Jesus Christ to cover all of this situation. I need the power of God, and I need to just rest. Amen. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all on us. Hello, God bless you, sister to see each one in the house of god amen so why do you invite i mean i'm thankful that you come so i only come for the last half you know what i'm thankful that you're here amen and yvonne comes from about two miles away 20 or 30 (laughs) say praise god amen god bless you we're talking about missing pieces the god of peace the peace of god and our peace you know, three times Jesus said, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. You get the idea? (laughs) God's giving it to us. God's giving it to us. God's giving it to us. You know, that a lot of times we need to realize that there's a God who loves us. And if we just open our hands and say, God, I need to receive. So, you know, God loves us so much. He's running after us. I saw this naked boy running down the street uh, across in the apartments where I live across the street. It was a Naked person, a little kid, and I was like, my daughter was outside, i 'm like, Should I tell her, my daughter to go inside? I'm like, Well, too late now right <laughs> right' it's like I don't want my daughter looking at dirty pictures. It was right there. it was a movie. it was funny, <laughs> and it, that was odd, so i'm looking, where did this little fella come from <laughs> And I was looking around for an open door there's a lot of people that live in apartments, right, and I'm looking like, what do I do and and then i see this this lady in a dead run she's running down the middle of the street and her eyes are looking back and forth and i told her i said buy the red car ma'am and she goes what what i said right there i said you're gaining and how did you know you know what she called his name out and it was got it had to be her son right and she scooped him up and grabbed him she caught him was she an athlete every mom's an athlete when you're running yes. after your kid but it made me think of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam had sinned and he, he was naked, right? And he had hidden himself from God and God was walking. He said, Adam! Adam! I don't believe God was just slowly tiptoeing. I believe he was looking around concerned because Adam wasn't lost because he was naked. He knew he was naked because he was lost. And he was looking for him. He desired to do something in his life. And you know that I'm thankful that God found me. Because you see that God finds you, but the God that finds you is a God that loves you. And you see, when God gives us those things, ought we not accept it? Say, preacher, but I got a big thing coming up tomorrow. But you know what? You can settle it today and say, God, I've got peace today. The problem's tomorrow. Because you see, God will never fail you. You know that uh, my wife comes to the piano. I, I, yesterday, my daughter, she had gotten these little bags of chips. She loves chips. Two for 98 cents at Walmart. And uh, so she was up doing something, and I, I uh, brought her her chips, right? But at first, I opened them up and emptied them out into Tupperware, <laughs> and then had empty bags, right? And I, I walk up, and go, Emma, do you love me? She goes, yes, Daddy. I say, close your eyes. So I had these empty bags of chips. I said, take it from the box. close your eyes. Do you love me? Yes, daddy. So she, uh, I said, grab the, the bottom of the bag. And so I gave the bottom, they're totally empty, right? And uh, that's so mean, isn't it? We have a good time in my house. And, and uh, you don't call the cops, you just have a good time. <laughs> and, and, I, and I walked out of there. And you know what she said? She says, Daddy, can I play with the empty bags? And I was like, wow, that's not what I was expecting. (laughs) You know what? She trusted that I probably had something good on the other end. And I brought up the chips and said, here you go. They were in the I didn't eat any of them. I didn't even touch a piece of them, right? But God's like that. You know, it might say, so preacher, it looks like an empty bag. But you know who gave it to me? God. And it's going to work out. God's got my blessing ready. And I can just fix my attitude right now and put that missing piece of the God of peace. And put the peace of God. And you know what? And I can put my peace in there. I'm going to receive it from Jesus Christ. There was a man years ago. He, uh... He got a letter from two of his former pupils that their wives had both died. So he was writing a conciliatory letter to these men whose wives had both died. You know, things happen. And he was inspired by Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 27. And so, the eternal God is thy refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. Have you ever read the lyrics? What a fellowship, what a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness. What a peace is mine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. That's the presence of God. And let me go to the very third verse. He said, what have I to dread? That's a personal testimony, isn't it? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. Notice what the, the songwriter said. I have blessed what? Peace, not with my circumstances, with my Lord so near, leaning on the everlasting arms, but with heads bowed and eyes closed. The missing peace is the nearness of God. And this morning, that missing peace can be yours. In fact, all three, the God of peace, the peace of God, and peace it's yours but you know what it's only yours if you take it and say God it's mine you're mine your presence is mine God with the rent increases and my car problems and my family problems and my work problems God all of those things are problems but God I have blessed peace anyway with my Lord so near uh, maybe uh, you've got a diagnosis from a doctor but I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. My daughter was years ago in the Nike, and it was it was serious. And my wife said, Promise me it's gonna work out. And I'm like, promise you. And I said, I promise. I couldn't make a promise, but God can. To have a peace. Are you a doctor? I'm not a doctor, I'm a Christian. And I'm a preacher, but I'm a Christian. And I've got a missing peace. They say, with heads bowed and eyes closed. Nobody looking around. Everybody bow their head and close their eyes. Say, preacher, I need at least one of those. All you do is just to, I'm going to pray for you. Just slip your hand up and put it down. I need peace. Okay, you can put your hand down. Anybody else? I need peace. Put your hand down. Put your hand down. Guys, see those hands? I see those hands. Okay, put them down. God sees those hands. Say, preacher, I, I got a puzzle that's missing a piece. And I'm going to tell you how to fix it. But really fix it. Church can't fix it. Giving tithe can't fix it. Coming to church dressed up nice can't fix it. You know what can fix it? Jesus. And he just simply wants to be the Lord of your life. He simply wants to forgive you of all your sin. He simply wants to accept you just like you are, but he loves you so much, he's not gonna leave you like you are. And all he wants you to do is say, let me be near, take me closer than a Sunday. Let me go in your heart. And I'm going to pray. And if you just pray this from your, you don't even have to come down to an altar. This is a faith zone. It's a place, but you know what? If you say, well, preach, but I want to go down to an altar. You don't have to, but you do have to invite Christ into where you are. You see, because his peace is the only thing that's going to make a difference in eternity. That you're right with God. It's The only thing that's going to take you to heaven. It's the only thing that's going to give you peace on the way to heaven. And all you have to do this morning is say, Jesus be my Lord be my Savior I repent I'm changing my life and Lord come in to my heart and be my Lord and if you do that I will serve you every day of my life let's find a place to pray these altars are open if you need a peace in your life Christian if you need a peace Jesus said to the disciples he said the disciples my peace it wasn't just for people that didn't know him it was for his disciples if you need peace here's my peace here's my peace take it it's yours you know what i've got it i need the peace of jesus christ and god will make the difference the peace of god will make the difference in every situation what a joy divine lord have your way jesus Lord, be the Lord of this service. God, let the peace of God, let the love of God shine to hearts. What a peace is mine. Is that peace yours? Claim it. Say, you got to claim it. It's mine, God. I want that peace. It's mine. I'm going to claim it. All you have to do is take Jesus, He comes with peace included. He comes with love included. He comes with joy included. He comes with gentleness and meekness and kindness and long-suffering and faith included. The fruit of the Spirit is included in Jesus Christ. Lord, we glorify you. Pray with thanksgiving. Whatever you're going through, say, God, I thank you that you've delivered me through this. And God, you're faithful. And you can't deny yourself. God, you abide. Lord, you give us peace in the storm. And on the other side, I can glorify you, but I'm going to start right now thanking God. God, you've worked it out at an altar of prayer. Lord, we glorify you. Safe safe and secure from all alarms leaning, leaning Leaning on the Everlasting Let's sing that real slow. Let's stand leaning let's all stand let's sing that leaning safe and secure safe. And secure from all alarms. Leaning, 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 leaning on, leaning on the everlasting. One more time, leaning real slow. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure, safe. And secure from all alarms. Leaning. 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 Leaning on. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Let's give the Lord a hand today. God, we glorify you. We thank you, God, for being our victory this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith we lean on jesus amen god bless you you are dismissed shake hands be friendly and show the love of god to somebody else invite someone to church amen god bless you is our prayer amen